And just like that, that was that. No sense of being at all. Angel wrote in the spidery script of a nine-year-old. He titled the new page in his diary, Freedom Day, March 29, 2007. He was dazed by the abrupt shock of having dropped from one sphere into another in a matter of seconds. The course that had taken three decades to unfold had suddenly advanced with blinding speed. Attica's prison gates closed behind him. Freedom. The prison van took him to a gas station, where he boarded the public bus to New York. Freedom? He looked around. Some of the guys on the bus reminded him of the loser mindsets he had just left behind in Attica. Loser mindsets who told the same street stories over and over, tales of how they robbed old women and dealt drugs, how much money they once had, and what cars they used to own. Tell me you own a business, Angel would tell them. That would impress me. The people on the bus all struck him as surprisingly young, and it was then that Angel realized that somehow, somewhere along the line, he had gotten old. More than half of his life had passed. He had spent 29 years behind bars for committing one murder and attempting another. He was 47 now. As more people got on the bus, Angel nervously scooted over on his seat, removing his bags to make space. He could see the Manhattan skyline on the horizon. Looks good, he rode as the bus entered the Lincoln Tunnel. When the bus pulled into Penn Station, Angel was tempted to ask the driver for permission to get off. Even the tiniest decision, such as moving without someone else's approval or order, made him feel uneasy. This is taking some getting used to, he meticulously jotted down in his diary. And just like that, that was that. When Angel got off the bus at Penn Station, he had no sense of being at all. He had no idea who he was or what he had become. Angel had secured a bed at the castle, a halfway house in Morningside Heights, West Harlem, that houses 60 former prisoners. The castle is one of three New York locations operated by the Fortune Society. Apart from residential services, the Fortune Society offers its formerly incarcerated clients job readiness and cooking classes, computer tutoring, substance abuse treatment, and father and motherhood programs. Located at the corner of Riverside Drive and 140th Street, the castle stands out in the neighborhood. It was built from large schist rocks excavated when the first subway line in New York City was constructed, and its facade sparkles with the rock's characteristic jagged but glittering surface. With its miniature lookout towers, its arched windows, and the bright crenellations that top some of its walls, the castle resembles a gothic bastion. It overlooks Riverbank State Park and the Hudson River, which adds to its charm. One could easily imagine the castle being surrounded by a muddy moat. A piece of wood bearing the number 630 dangled near the gigantic wooden entrance door on Riverside Drive, Whenever new residents tried to straighten the crooked sign, which was frequently, 
It always slid right back. The heavy wrought iron hinges screeched as Angel opened the door. Angel was carrying his duffel bag in one hand and a music keyboard in the other. He was worried about his keyboard being stolen. After all, he didn't have his own cell anymore. He would be sharing his room with five other ex-cons. Angel went to his new room to take a hot shower. When he stepped out of the bathroom, he noticed a full-length mirror. All he'd had in his prison cell was a ten-inch mirror. This was the first time in almost thirty years that he saw himself fully naked, that he saw his body in one piece.